Hey, so welcome back to my second episode. Um, yeah, so the road to making my own family, becoming a single mom by choice, um, actually took a super funny turn when I had to think about sperm. I know I talked about sperm in my first episode, but this is my serious sperm talk. And, um, that's why this one is called dad in a bottle. So when I first started my journey, I also started a blog and I wrote it basically as a journal for myself so I can think about it. And one of my blog entries, um, talked about the dad in the bottle. And so, I mean, think about it, sperm. Who would have ever thought I would be desperate for it? Um, I can't have kids by myself, so I have to go out there and find sperm. Um, (laughs) So how does one even go about finding such a thing? I mean, it's not something that you're not going to see a pop-up on the side of your computer or based on your cookies. You're not going to see something on the side that says, Hey, by the way, I am a sperm bank. Come find me. So the wonderful world of the internet actually helped me find um, sperm banks. And really, like seriously, I did not realize there were tons, and I really do mean tons, of websites full of sperm donors and their profiles. Um, To be honest, I actually felt like I was on a dating game show for my eggs and I was like picturing it in my head as I'm like scrolling through these websites. It'd be some weird reality show where my poor like eggs and ovaries or whatever would be on one side and sperm donors would be on the other side and I, you know, I'd be sitting there looking for a permanent mate for my egg for this month to procreate and like the host of the show would, you know, ask me my criteria and obviously my number one would be that you're not a serial killer or a crazy person. So, you know, that nixed out a couple of donors. And then I guess next I wanted somebody who was 5'10 and above. I'm 5'10. Um, definitely felt as though if I picked a sperm donor who was my height or above, my kid had a great chance of coming out to be taller, which yes, I know, God, that sounds so strange and so awful to think I was making a designer kid. It it wasn't that at all. I come from a family of tall people and I felt as though I wanted my sperm donor because had I been looking for a mate, I would have wanted my mate to be 5'10 and above. So why not have my sperm donor be 5'10 and above? Um, And then (sighs) the next thing that I wanted was, um, and this is probably going to be extremely controversial for a second here, but I wanted somebody of a different race. And the only reason why is because a lot of the websites I was looking at were in states where I have family and I have an extremely large family and I felt like I would have a higher chance of getting a sperm donor I was not related to 
being that most sperm donation is, is anonymous, um, if I picked a donor of a different race. So I um, looked for different races and ethnicities and things like that. So, you know, after looking at about 20 different websites, I narrowed it down to three websites that I was primarily using. Um, one of those was the Fairfax Cryobank based out of Fairfax, Virginia. Um, another one was the California Cryobank, self-explanatory. Um, and then the third one really wasn't a website, but it was a local sperm bank. Um, not really local, but it was closer to me that I could drive some distance to pick up my sperm if I needed to and um, take it back to my doctor's office. And that was at Eastern Virginia Medical School Jones Institute. So um, two of the websites actually had pictures. And so I could look at the pictures from some of these websites and actually see baby pictures of the donors and some of them even had adult pictures um some of the other ones also had like voice recordings and more in-depth profiles than just the eastern virginia medical school one um and so one of the donors i had narrowed it down to was the cutest baby I had ever seen in my life and I showed my best friend and she <laughs> replied to me in the strangest way. She says to me, yeah, you know, he's super cute as a baby now, but what if he was busted once he got older? Um, and there's no guarantee that the person that I was picking, <laughs> who I was looking at this adorable baby picture, was not a slobbering buffoon now. And while that's okay, because looks aren't everything, at the end of the day, I was choosing my future child's father um, based on a baby picture. And it was almost like I was judging books by covers. And that's what you almost have to do with a sperm donor is you, you're judging a book by a cover. It's literally swipe left, swipe right. Um just like a, a dating service. Um, so then I narrowed it down to a donor and I was like, this donor is perfect. It was a Fairfax donor, somebody who had already donated and had already produced children and their sperm was proven to work. And then I had to take a step back and I had to look at this other fact that Oh my God, I, I don't know how many siblings this kid is going to have because of the sperm donor. And that's a big thing. And there is a sibling registry where kids can, or adults, anybody can go on this registry and they put in a donor and they see how many children are registered as being the children or the um, products of a certain donor. And it was almost like that Vince Vaughn movie 
where he had like, I think it was like a hundred kids. I don't remember the number, but that's exactly what this website does. And it looks, and most sperm banks do cut it off with a certain amount of children that can be created from a person's sperm, which a lot of people don't know, but they're supposed to. Like most sperm banks have a kind of moral code that they don't let hundreds upon hundreds of kids be produced from one person um and a lot of people once they find a donor they actually buy multiple vials of a donor sperm so they can have the other children and they just keep it frozen because they want their children to have the same fathers um and that's the best way to do it i mean think about you know some lesbian couples um they they do it that way so that all of their children have the same father while one one person might give birth one time another person might give birth another time at least the children all have the same father um, and they'll have the same mothers obviously after birth so um, I say all that to say that I had selected a donor who didn't have that many children um, who had already been um, born of the sperm donor And he was a relatively new donor. There were some pregnancies reported, but there were no children yet. So I was going to see. And then I looked at the price. Freeze. Take three steps back, take a deep breath, and then sit down. The price. No one ever told me how much sperm in a bottle was actually going to cost until I looked at these websites and the donor I was looking at at the time was going to cost me $550 per vial. Now, I know you're wondering like how big is a vial? Um, it is not as big as you think. So this is how I want you to think about a vial. Look at your pinky and then the top line on your pinky so maybe like below where your nail bed starts um, kind of that top line if you measure from the top of your finger not your fingernail if you have long fingernails but the top of your finger um, to that line that very top line in your finger that's how big a vial is so it was 0.05 milliliters of sperm for $550 a vial Um, on top of that I had to think about shipping because this was coming from Fairfax Virginia and you have to pay for the use of the cryo tube that they're freezing the sperm in because it cannot be thawed for more than a certain amount of time and then it's no longer viable so this tube would actually have to be rented and then I had to have it shipped and then I would ship the, tu- the, the tube back or I would have to go take the tube back to Fairfax. Um, and again, there's no money back guarantee. So if for some reason the sperm and my egg don't like each other, the dating service doesn't work well and they don't match <laughs> and there's no baby produced, I'm not getting that almost $1,000 back. Um... So needless to say, I put Mr. Cute Expensive Baby on hold and onward I found um, a highly attractive Italian donor 
Um, again, I wasn't looking for beauty. I just wanted to look at family history. I didn't want a guy whose mom had contracted some weird disease in like the jungles of Brazil right before she gave birth to him. So this, this guy I had found on the website was, um, great. His profile looked great. I mean, he had the perfect family history. His grandparents were all still living. He didn't have any allergies. He didn't wear glasses. That means that despite my poor vision and my super bad allergies and all of my problems, my child was actually going to have like a fighting chance not to have Coke bottle glasses like mine. And um, he was a non-anonymous donor. And that meant that later on in life, if my children, once they turned 18, they wanted to contact this man, he would be available to answer any of their questions. Um, so I was excited. I was excited that I had sat down and I'd really thought about it and I'd picked my donor. Like I knew it. I knew his name. I would refer to him by name. I When I would go to the doctor's office, I would say, yeah, I picked out blank name. Um, and my doctor was super excited for me. And then I went to go actually purchase and he was sold out. <laughs> sperm out of stock. Attention sperm shoppers. We are so sorry to report that your uh, donor number blah, 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 blah is out of stock. Please come to the front of the line and receive a number be called when it's available and that's exactly what they did they left me a voicemail and said hey your donor's out of stock um but we could absolutely put him back on once he comes back on stock we'll send you a a voicemail we'll email you as well as call you so i wasn't gonna wait for it so finally the last donor from um, Eastern Virginia Medical School had a really good profile, um, and it was a good price. It wasn't $550. I think it was, um, more like $225 per vial for, um, his vials at that time for the 0.05, I think it was 0.05 milliliters. The only problem with Eastern Virginia Medical School sperm bank well, Jones Institute's, whatever you want to call it, Sperm's Bank, Sperm Bank, sorry, is that I was never going to see a photo of um, my new Mr. Perfect. Um, all I knew about him was that he was English and German, six foot three, 187 pounds. He was slightly muscular. So I went with him and donor number blank, 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 blankety, blank, 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 just because I want to keep any names out of this other than books I've read or places I went to, um, I ended up purchasing that donor. And so that's how my sperm search went. So my advice to anyone who is shopping for sperm, because there are so many different cryo banks out there. There's the cryo banks that you just, like I said about my last one that I finally picked, there's those type of cryo banks where you can basically look off profiles and they do the work for you. So I sent them my medical history. They sent me back a couple of different donors that would match 
profiles that would match my particular medical history. And I mean, there were other donors they sent me, but like one guy, his grandparents on both sides died of heart disease and another grandmother had diabetes and he had a cousin that had one leg shorter than the other. Now, can this all happen in real life? Sure. But again, as a single mother by choice, I have choices that I can make. And one of the choices that I was making was not to pick that type of donor um, and to pick a donor that was a little bit healthier on paper. So that was the decision I make. So my advice, and like I said, I'll leave every episode with some sort of advice and this road if you're building a family and you're using non-traditional methods such as the sperm bank method and artificial insemination or in vitro um, these are my suggestions for you one really sit down and think about what you're looking for in a donor it's almost like thinking about a perfect mate um, or is there a certain eye color you're looking for Is there a certain ethnicity you'd rather have? Is there a certain hair color that you might want to see your kid end up with? Um, I selected a redhead just because no reason. I mean, it wasn't like I was thinking absolutely my kid was going to come out this little adorable mochaccino baby with red hair or anything like that, but I selected a redhead. So, um, the first thing is to sit down and actually really make a list of the things you're looking for. I mean, are you looking for a taller donor? Are you more prone to taller people when you're looking for a mate? Then yeah, you might want to look for a taller donor. Um, if you come from a family of super short people, then you might not want a six foot six donor. You might want the average height, or you might want a donor that's five six. Um, does allergies and bad vision and things like that run in your family? Maybe you don't want a donor that has those things um, just to give your kid a fighting chance to not have bad vision like I wanted to. Um, that's the first thing. And if you're doing this by yourself, then I would also suggest looking at the cost. Sperm is sperm. I mean, every cryobank does different searches. Every cryobank has different um, options available to you as the buyer of the sperm to decide exactly how you want to view people's profiles. Now, I just mentioned a few websites. There are other websites that do have some profiles for free or they have a trial period where you can look at a certain amount of profiles, a certain amount of days for free. Or you can look at the profiles for free, but you have to pay for the baby pictures or the timeline or you have to pay for their written statement. And some of these people do give their written statements and they give voice recordings and things like that. And... For me, that part wasn't as important as just the medical history. That was the most important thing to me. However, if voices and their hobbies and their sports and their academic achievements and their, um, do they have talents? 
if those things are important to you, then you need to make a list of those and you need to write them down. People are going to say you're making a designer baby. You can call it any way you want to, but at the end of the day, it's not like that Law and Order SVU episode where the person wanted to return their kid because their kid didn't end up playing Mozart because the person was a, um, you know, a composer or anything like a pianist or a flautist or anything like that. But at the end of the day, you have to see if those are things that are important to you. You also have to think about the fact that some cryobanks charge more for donors with higher academic achievements. Most cryobanks require the person to have a bachelor's degree from what I've experienced. So you know at least they're coming in as high school graduates and most of them do have to have a bachelor's degree and a job. So it's unlike donating blood where you can just come off the street, you go donate blood, they check your blood, make sure it's good. Um, You actually have to meet certain criteria in order to be a sperm donor. So don't think that it's like the blood bank or anything like that. It's not like Red Cross. Um, Now, the next thing I would think is that if you do want somebody who has a PhD or a doctorate, um, then certain cryobanks are going to charge you more. I know that one cryobank I looked at charged $890 a vial for somebody who was a doctor. There's other cryobanks where if you do have a spouse, you're a woman and you have a spouse and, um, or if you're, if you're a a man and you're, you're, you're have a spouse, um, and you want your baby to look more like your husband, um, then they also have where you can send in a picture of your husband and you can, they will try their hardest to match a donor to what your husband looks like. They also have other designer cryobanks that you can say you want um, a donor that looks like Brad Pitt or a donor that looks like Idris Alba or a donor that looks like Channing Tatum and they will send you profiles for donors that batch Channing Tatum or Daniel Henney or um, Sun Kang or anybody else that you're looking for. They're going to try to find you a donor that matches that. So these are things that you actually need to sit down and do. So one, make a list of what's important to you. What do you want a sperm donor? What are you looking for? Do you want anonymous where your kid will never know who this person is? Do you want not anonymous where at 18 your kid can find this person? Um, I suggest looking at the sibling registry. If donor number 6662 has 72 kids because they started donating a long time ago and they still have very viable sperm and they keep donating, you might not want donor number 66662, whatever number I said. So that's out something else to really look at. Um, number two, think about your, your cost. Think about how much you're willing to pay because one vial may not always do it. Most doctors suggest you buy more than one vial. My doctor suggested two to do um, at least two rounds every time I went in for an insemination. So I definitely suggest 
finding out from your reproductive endocrinologist how many vials they suggest you buy and then really think about your budget. And then three, you have to think about what you want these profiles to have. How much are you willing to pay for a profile for somebody you may not end up using? Some of these profiles can get extremely costly. And I said budget as number two, and this is number three, because this is not part of the budget to buy the sperm. This is not what you're paying along with all of your fees for your artificial insemination. This is now the extras. It's like when you're buying a car and you know you want to go buy a Ford Explorer. Yeah, you have a budget for that car itself. And then all the bells and whistles that come with the car that are not necessary, but you might want to buy them like the lifetime oil changes or the extended warranty or the warranty that covers the key fob. These aren't the DVD players and the radios that are already installed inside. This is the extra stuff that the dealership tries to offer you. So you need to decide if you need that extra stuff. And if you don't need that extra stuff, then go with a a cryobank like New York cryobank that is very simple, gives you the basic profiles or or, um, Eastern Virginia Medical School that asks lots of questions and they actually pick up the donors for you at a lower cost. Now it might take you a little longer to actually get your vials So if you're in a rush, you also have to look at things like that too. Um, Number four, after you've picked out your donor and you've decided that you're going to purchase this donor, take a step back, wait 24 hours and think about it. Some sperm banks do allow you, cryobanks, sorry, excuse me, cryobanks do allow you to put down deposits. Um, and if it's somebody you think you want and they're running low on the sample, then I definitely suggest putting down the deposit. But if it's not something that you're sure about yet, take a step back and think 24 hours because you're spending money on a maybe. It's like buying a lottery ticket almost. You have your hopes and your dreams and a lottery ticket that you're going to win and you're going to be able to be financially stable or you're going to win something just to go be able to go back and buy some gas or whatever. Um, Buying sperm kind of is the same thing. You're hoping that your body or your surrogate's body or that donor egg match wells well with this sperm donor or this sperm sample so you do have to think about that at the end of the day so just to wrap this one up I would say that I had to have a friend who was willing to look at sperm donors with me and we could laugh about it and that's what I definitely suggest you have if you are somebody that's doing this by yourself and you're a single parent by choice like like I am then you have to find somebody who is a friend that can really laugh this off with you because while it is very serious at at times can feel depressing because you're wondering why why couldn't you have just found that mate 
or that partner or that someone instead of having to look through a website or some forms. So it can be heartbreaking at times and you have to really have that person who's in your corner who supports your decision to do this and who's willing to look through these profiles with you. I gave my friend access to a couple of profiles that I had on a couple of cryobanks and she would scroll through for me and then send me screenshots of the ones that she liked and I would send screenshots of the ones I liked and we would compare and it made it fun for me and I thank her so much. Um, I'm actually going to hopefully have her on a couple episodes with me, but I thank her so much for being part of the process with me. Um, because it wasn't something that I could just talk to anyone about. It had to be somebody who was willing to be on my corner. So I hope that you have that person in your corner. And if you are doing this with a partner or spouse or significant other, whatever you want to call it, then make sure you and your partner can really agree on this. This is, this is something that can affect, is going to affect the rest of your life. So make sure you guys can talk about it. Make sure you can actually also laugh on it and you have to figure out how you're going to approach it later on. So I wish you all the best of luck if this is just the part that you're at and you just wanted to listen to this one episode about cryobanks and sperm and what it's like to go shopping for it. Um, And if you are still continuing on this journey with me, then great. I'll see you next week when we're going to talk a little bit about loss. Um, It is coming up on December, um, Christmas time. I mean, it is December, but it's coming up on Christmas time and um, Christmas is not great for me. So we're going to talk a little bit about loss during the holidays and what that means when you are trying to build a family. I definitely wish everybody a great night and I hope to see you again next week.